Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living in God's Word. Today we're going to be reading 1 Corinthians chapter 7 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. We'll review a couple of key takeaways and we'll end our session with a short prayer. Let us get started. Concerning married life. Now for the matters you wrote about, is it good for men not to have sexual relations with a woman? But since sexual immorality is occurring, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife, and each woman with her own husband. The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife, and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again, so that Satan would not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I say this as a concession, not as a command. I wish that all of you were as I am, but each of you as your own gift from God. One has the gift, another has that. Now to the unmarried and the widows I say, It is good for them to stay unmarried as I do. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. To the married I give this command, not I, but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband, but if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And a husband must not divorce his wife. To the rest I say this, I, not the Lord. If any brother has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife, and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. But if the unbeliever leaves, let it be so. The brother or the sister is not bound in such circumstances. God has called us to live in peace. How do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Concerning change of status. Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. This is the rule I lay down in all the churches. Was the man already circumcised when he was called? He should not become uncircumcised. Was the man uncircumcised when he was called? He should not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing. Keeping God's command is what counts. Each person should remain in the situation they were when God called them. Were you a slave when you were called? Don't let it trouble you. Although, if you can gain your freedom, do so. For the one who was a slave, when called to faith in the Lord, is the Lord's freed person. Similarly, the one who was free when called is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of human beings. Brothers and sisters, each person as responsible to God should remain in the situation they were when God called them. Concerning the unmarried, now about virgins, I have no command from the Lord, but I give a judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. Because of the present crisis, I think that it's good for a man to remain as he is. Are you pledged to a woman? Do not seek to be released. Are you free from such a commitment? Do not look for a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. 
But those who marry will face many troubles in this life, and I want to spare you this. What I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not. Those who mourn as if they did not. Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep. Those who use the things of the world as if not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away. I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife, and his interests are divided. An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. If anyone is worried that he may not be acting honorably towards the virgin he is engaged to, and if his passions are too strong and he feels he ought to marry, he should do as he wants. He is not sinning. They should get married. But the man who has settled the matter in his own mind, who is under no compulsion but has control over his own will, and who has made up his mind not to marry the virgin, this man also does the right thing. So then he who marries the virgin does right, but he who does not marry her does better. A man is bound to her husband as long as he lives, but if her husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes, but he must belong to the Lord. In my judgment, she is happier if she stays as she is, and I think that I too have the Spirit of God. This is the end of the reading. We see Paul telling us that men and women in marriage should be satisfying each other and should not be withholding the body from one another. In order for that, they would not be tempted outside of marriage. We also see Paul saying that if you're not married, it's okay to remain unmarried. Because this way you can be totally devo devoted to the Lord. And so either way is fine in whatever stature you find yourself at the time of being called by God. You should try to remain there. And the other thing that we see is this thing about subjecting yourself to the will of God in order to be totally free. So when we obey God, it's not that we become less free, but we, we do become the slave of God, the slave of Jesus Christ. But in doing so, God has given us total freedom in the Holy Spirit. In doing so, we actually tap into our true essence as a Christian. And we realize that we begin to fulfill the purpose for which we were created, which was to glorify God in all its glory. So let us pray. Father God, thank you for creating us as you have, as free individuals. And that we need to realize that we only realize our total freedom in you once we give ourselves to you freely, once we give ourselves in obedience to you, Lord. And then and only then do we tap into this wonderful spiritual freedom that you have placed inside of us, Lord. So we ask that you come into our lives, 
Lord, take over our lives so that we can experience this total freedom, which is to worship you today and always. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of 1 Corinthians chapter 7. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.